Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another day of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. With me is not the blind bombshell and is uh, doing... Uh, which he has to do, which is work, unlike some of us. Uh, so anyways, I will be here by my lonesome, but I have a super spectacular guest, uh, someone who's been on the show before. And actually, I, I was trying to go back and see how far back you had gone on, because I believe you won the original Ghost Chronicles, what I did with Maureen Wood. And she is the queen of the ghosts in New Orleans, Bloody Mary. Hello. Hi. Yeah, you. I, I was trying to go back because I know you were on when Maureen and I were on, which was like 100 years ago. Oh, goodness, the past lives. If it was before Katrina, that's past life enough. Oh, uh, way, way before. Way before <laughs> Katrina. Really? Seriously? And uh, that's I how I. a lot of radio, and I'm bad about keeping everything. So if you ever dig up the old interview, I want to hear it. I'm sure it's uh, it's either on Ghost Village or uh, uh, definitely on iTunes. I know that, but I'll, I'll have to dig it up. Uh, yeah, oh. that's interesting. Uh, so yes, anyway, I'm still around. <laughs> yes, so are you, you like? <laughs> that's that's the interesting thing about it. I mean, you, there's so many people in the paranormal uh, nowadays, but there are a few and very few actually who paid their dues like you have for so many years, and uh, you know that's that's. You know, you got to tip your hat off to that alone. Okay, I shall. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, uh, my whole life, you know, I've been around it, always dealing with it. But professionally, for over two decades, you know, about twenty-five years or so, um, yeah. I've seen a lot of changes, more so in the human world than the spirit world. <laughs> yeah, it definitely. I mean, I remember when I first started myself, uh, the Internet was fairly new. If you went on uh, and you uh, Googled ghost hunting groups, you would f probably find like two dozen in the entire country. Now there's two dozen. And I've had ghost hunting groups come to me to practice my method and meet with me in New Orleans for 22 years. And, yeah, there was a few. There was one or two in Chicago. There was, a, you know, one in California, maybe one yep. starting a group up in Florida. Very, very few. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I remember when I started, Jeff Belanger was my mentor. So uh, Ghost Village and Jeff Belanger. So I've known him Jeff, for a uh, Jeff wrote the forward to my new book. I noticed that, which is what we're going to talk about tonight. And for those who don't know what we're talking about, oh, I left it in the other room. Crap. Uh, <laughs> it is Bloody Mary's new book, which is Bloody Mary's Guide to Hauntings, Horrors, and Dancing with the Dead, which is actually a chapter in my book, believe it or not. Dancing yeah, with you the have dead. a Dancing with the Dead chapter? Yeah. Cool. So anyways. Uh, Glad I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's called Great Minds, uh, you know. Running the same gutter or something like that. 
So well, New Orleans uh, dancing and food and booze, it goes with everything, you know? Yeah. There you go. So tell us a little bit before we get into the show, and I forget. Uh, first of all, how can people reach you? Where can they get this book? And uh, tell us a little bit more about your tours as well. Okay. Well, the book is available at all the normal places. So you've got Amazon.com, got BarnesandNobles.com, everything online. I will be setting up shop on how to get a regular mailing system out myself if you want autographed copies. Uh, I think Jeff on Ghost Village might be having some on his site as well. Mm -hmm. And stores, they'll definitely be in most stores around Louisiana, and they're available, some stores in Canada and, and the rest of the country. I just don't know which one. So if your neighborhood doesn't have it, tell them to go get it. Um, it, it is based in New Orleans, but the information and the application of how to and and, and the morals of the story, let's say, they're applicable the world over. You know, just because New Orleans is the base of the case studies of the spirit, it's not just a book about New Orleans spirits. So <laughs> I write more about them because I live with them day by day, whether exactly. I just store with them or they're in my own house or if I go down the street. You know, it, it's my, my basis, you know, my base. They're my friends. They're my family. Uh, so... Most of the stories are about New Orleans, so you can use that as a just like a re reflecting pool, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Tours. Uh, I mean, I've always I've done tours for over twenty years. I do mm -hmm. ghost hunts in small groups. It was my method, which I call Voodoo Paranormal. It's a combination of old school and new school, demonic awesome. type Native American earth things. You, for a better explanation for those that don't understand the Voodoo way or the shamanic way, mm -hmm. and uh, some some um, electronic. Okay. So uh, one of the things you do is, is the cemetery tours, and I am so sad that uh, Anne, my co-host in here, because she is a avid taffophile. She drags me to every cemetery she can find. And, uh, and you are lucky enough to go uh, in one of the most famous ones, which is, of course, the one that houses the tomb of uh, uh, Marie Laveau. Marie Laveau. Yes. Of course. That has, as of last year, become more restricted. In fact, many new cemetery rules have come down in the last year, much to my chagrin. Um, but now you can only go in there with a group. You've got to stay with the group. You can only do this and that. So, and it, so it's closed to the public, St. Louis Cemetery, number one. But we have 30 cemeteries in town. St. Louis, number one, gets the most publicity, but there are many others with much spirit activity, great history and beauty to see. Not, and I try to um, start in something new called Seven Days of the Dead, that we go to Ooh. two or three different ones on each, each different day with different ones. Ah. We get to see all of them. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and now yeah, we, I do band tours as well as walking tours, and I'm the only one that does that. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to just be the one that you can walk to from the French Quarter, which is St. Louis one. Yeah, that's that's cool. Um, we already have a question for you, believe it or not, in the, from the chat room. This is from John in the uh, Tojanet chat room. He asks, uh, is there any good scary place to visit in New Orleans? Geez, that's a tough one. <laughs> oh, that's just kind of a loaded question, isn't it? Uh, yes, it you know, is. First of all, me and the word scary. I don't know if I like the word scary because that means so many different things to different people. I mean, True. are you talking about a kind of place that somebody's going to jump out at you in adrenaline rush kind of thing, or are you just talking about a, a place that's rich, you know, with history and spirit activity that you might get to see or feel something? You know, what is really scary to you? 
Um, on the other hand, New Orleans has been called the most haunted city in America long before all the other ones jumped in on the bandwagon, you know, 20, good, still 20, 30, 40 years ago. So there's no shortage of haunted sites, haunted hotels, haunted restaurants, haunted bars. I mean, the whole city is, the whole French Quarter and beyond has a lot of things, but I don't know how scary it is. Bourbon mm. Street, 6 a.m. in the morning, that's pretty scary. <laughs> Smells bad, too. <laughs> so what does he mean by scary? Does he want you know what does he want by that? But there's so many sites here, listings of haunted houses, bar, you know, even great old nature trails and spirit swamps. You know, there's all kind of stuff. You know, it's strange. You just started talking about that, and all of a sudden, we get this huge crash of thunder here. <laughs> well, that's another thing. New Orleans also has the highest annual rainfall in the country. <laughs> thunderstorms are constant, and we had a bad one yesterday. I, I find it very interesting because I'm, wherever you are, I suppose you're used to it, but people, when they come to New Orleans, they freak out about thunder. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not used to rain, and, and they, they don't even – thunder makes them run. So I just – I don't understand, but <laughs> that is true. But, yes, my thunder said hello. By the way, thunder and lightning is the signature – Signature show of power for Marie Laveau, and I'm a priestess of Marie Laveau, and she is my spirit guide. Okay, so today is embolic. Is that uh, the uh, the uh, uh, feast of Saint Bernadette? I believe is that is that in Bridget. your what is it? Bridget, not Bernadette. Yeah, you know, so like I could get Big anybody's difference. name straight. One is the Celtic Irish. Yeah, like I could get Scottish anybody's name straight. <laughs> Yeah, Bridget, Bridget, you know, there all you the go. Celtic there you go. Bridget. Okay. Yes. Um, no, that is wicked. I am not wicked. I am not a okay. witch. So I am I, a swamp I, witch, but that's totally different. But I do honor and I do acknowledge uh, the holiday. Bridget is incorporated as part of Mother of the Bones in Voodoo as Mama Bridget. Not exactly the same, but very similar. But this mm. is not generally, you know, that day is really a Wiccan or witchcraft holiday. Mm-hmm. I'm voodoo. Yes, you so are. Voodoo is an African shamanism close to the concept of Native American Indian shamanism with, that came with the slave trade and that in New Orleans, because of the different freedoms that exist for the slaves here, was openly grew within the city, where it would have absorbed some Native American and some European folk practices and um, religious tendencies, but it's a dance religion and a musical religion. Okay, so I have to ask you a question because recently we had a uh, uh, a robbery, a tomb was robbed in a cemetery here in Massachusetts, and uh-huh. they finally tracked down the remains of these poor people that got their remains stolen, and they were uh, in this gentleman's house in Rhode Island, and he said that he did nothing wrong because he was a... Uh, priest in the uh, practice of, uh, I believe, Santa Greer, I believe it's something like that. Santa Ria. Thank you. So, yeah. I mean, that's... Well, he's th- wrong. It's, it's not legal to do any grave robbing. Uh, <laughs> those people that think it's necessary to do grave robbing are probably not officially initiated into the things. Um, some side groups work more with bones and the dead, but breaking into graves stealing someone else's property, I mean, that is stealing. So I don't think that there's any way to get out of it with that excuse. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I, I have a skull. I bought it. I have papers from the skull of somebody along the way who got the skull who's been in, you know, plays around the country. Somebody right. grabbed it originally. Right. Officially, for you out there that want skulls, that want bones, and you want to work with the ancestors, you tell your ancestors to do it legally. They have to leave you their skull in their will. Really? And then you disinter them legally. And you can have their skull. Go dig up stranger skulls to work with strange. You can work with the spirits if you must, but there are spirits and exalted ancestors and what we call loas or like the voodoo saints that you work with. Uh, you don't have to take the bones of someone and disturb the dead. I would say that would be bad juju. So, I mean, you, you, like uh, Christian and, and Sean, God bless his soul, uh, they had Robert at the skull. And so... Is that skull? Robert's still around. Yes, he is. He's a, he's a, I believe he's still in the altar at uh, Hex in Salem. Uh, yes. Unless uh, Christian took him down there, but uh, I believe he did he's for still a while, there. but he went back. Oh, okay. So it, in that one, I, I believe they rescued him from somewhere. Is that I don't uh, know where he got it, but when Sean died, he bequeathed that to Christian. So this is passed down. A skull whose spirit and whose skull had been used by several people in the same group was passed down, just like the skull that I have here, Henrietta, I'll pass down to my son, and if he wants my head, I'll put that in my will. <laughs> now, of course, not everybody's going to go to that length. I mean, 20, 30 years ago, you could easily, well, not easy, you could find a skull pretty easy and pretty affordable in an antique shop. Right. Many of them were coming from India. Until people started realizing the potential to sell skulls, and they start killing people in order to get them, and that's when they started to try to, you know, right. make it more restricted. So, you know, where's it going to end? If right, that goes, that goes spirit, all the way. I don't way. think you need the bone to contact the spirit of someone. Mm -hmm. I'm going to believe you do. I know it's not true. Oh, it's not. And true. I do cemetery preservation. Yeah, that's an important thing. And in fact, uh, uh, John asked another question. He said, "What would be a, a great cemetery for us to visit down there? If you had to pick one cemetery, what was one would you pick for us to visit?" It depends on what your interest would be. Um, St. Louis one is the oldest and the most historic, but with all the new restrictions, it's very like stay on straight, walk this way, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it closes early. I also like Metairie Cemetery that I go on several tours. It's um, the richest cemetery in North America with many multi-million dollar tombs. So oh, that wow. one's pretty intense. So is, a it like, of is it like cemeteries. a garden cemetery? Is it what? Like a garden cemetery? Garden. Okay, i got to get that accent. Gotcha. Garden. No, yeah, garden no. cemetery. No, it's like a lot of money. <laughs> oh, okay. It, it, I mean, there's some, there's some nice landscaping, but it's not about that. It's just a breathtaking architecture and marble imported from all over the world and oh, statuary. Right. It's 150 acres. Yeah, so it, it's quite beautiful. And then there's some folk cemeteries that are quite nice. I mean, there's, they all, there's many that have interesting little angles, so I like to go to a lot of them. <laughs> so if you wanted to connect to a, a spirit, for instance, uh, Anna and I uh, went cemetery tripping uh, uh, last past Sunday. We went down and we visited the grave of... Um, what was her name? Marie Rose uh, Farron, who was the only uh, stigmata, American stigmata. And so I, I left, uh, I took a dollar bill and I ripped it in half and I left a dollar 
at the tomb and I took the dollar home with me. If I, what would I do with that dollar to connect with her, the other half? Oh, you gave her half and you took the, I would have left the whole thing there, but. Oh, really? Um, I would have, I would have taken a little bit of the graveyard dirt when I put the dollar down. You're paying for it. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Just a little bit, but you're paying for it. Never take anything without paying. Exactly. And I would have given her some, I, and I would have given her, left her some liquid band-aid. Liquid band-aid? Oh, oh, that's a joke. Oh, that's bad. Well, you know, whatever. But good, but good. <laughs> bad, but good. Coins, you know, coins might be more appropriate. What year did she die? You know? Yeah, okay. All right, so What year uh, did she die? When did she die? I, I don't know off the, the offhand, but uh, yeah, okay. You know, so something the, of her time period. Food is always good. Liquor, we always, I always bring liquor, a little rum, a little something. There you go. And yeah. that, if she's all holy, though, you might want to give her some sacred wine. You just okay. pour it in there, and then you take a little tiny bit of dirt, and you can work with that. That's called graveyard dirt or goofer dust. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. So that would be the best way. I, I have to tell you, and, and you're pretty much into spells, and, and I think this might even be been a, a voodoo spell, but uh, Anne and I were doing a show at uh, Christmas time, and... She, uh, I, I'm trying to think of the ingredients. I know she had graveyard dirt because she took it from a, a relative's grave. They, she asked and gave mm-hmm. permission. And, and there was also moldy bread uh, in a lock of her hair and my hair. And uh, there was some some uh, sense as well. But anyway, she made this spell up, which was for one thing or another, and put a little mojo bag or whatever. And uh, it was pretty weird because uh, she just kept coming into my head for no reason at all. Uh, and, and I don't know if it had something to do because our hair were in that spell bag or what, but all while she had that together, you know, it just she just randomly come into my, my brain, which was, was strange. And, uh, and after, uh, you know, because there were some coins in there too, I believe, uh, a sacred medal that I had given her and some other stuff. So, and uh, she eventually. You don't know the, what the purpose of the spell was. I, I can't remember it offhand, Mary. I really do apologize for that. But whatever it that, was, I mean, it, if, it, if she kept popping in your head, was it to make? Was it to affect your attentions on her? I hope not, because <laughs> we can't stand each other. <laughs> was it? To, was it to to loose tighten it? I don't know. The moldy bread. I don't know which. Different people use different things, but. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was for like uh, good fortune or something like that. I forget what it was because it was a Christmas spell that we did for something that was supposed to be good. But I, I don't just the, just the aspect of it for some reason uh, that happened. But well, whenever you do work yeah. together with someone and bind something together, you're binding your energies together. Oh, if it was okay. your hair and her hair. Yes, you would pop up in each other's heads. You know, mm. you don't need to do any of that. When you're doing things, or do your spells separate if you don't want to be in each other's heads. You're right. tied, you're tied together as long as you are in that, you know, ritual spell, whatever it may be. So yes, that makes sense that you'd be. So it does you make know, sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, then what I, I, that does not sound like the kind of prosperity spell that I would ever have heard or do with <laughs> Mobrick, but different I, areas yeah. of the country would do different things. You know, mm-hmm. and there's already been lots of problems up in your area with the idea of having moldy something or another, right? 
<laughs> That's for sure. Isn't that the whole one of the whole theories behind the the moldy grain of what the women did in Salem that made them yep, all crazy? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yes, so I would stay away from moldy bread in your area. It didn't seem like it turned out so well for them. No, not at all. In fact, uh, <laughs> Ergert, I think, is the uh, the uh, thing right. that's caught. Right. And, and they believe now that that even goes back all the way to uh, uh, the Egyptian and the plagues in the Bible was might have been caused by that as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that we're learning uh, later with. So let's, anyways, let's go back. Let's go oh, back to Mary, Bloody, Bloody Mary. So how did you end up with the name Bloody Mary? Well, my name is Mary, and I talk about blood mysteries and folklore, and I do mirror magic and scrying, and all of that is part of the tours and the mysticism that is around here. It's also part of my psychic abilities. Um, so all that rolled into one. And the fact that I'm also bloodline connected to Mary Queen One, who was known as Bloody Mary. Talking about all those things, you know, I, I am officially Bloody Mary. I have the national trademark for that. <laughs> and it is my pen name and everything else. So Excellent. Um, I also burnt the candle at, you know, in front of the mirror when I was young and chanted, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Yeah. So all the reasons, many, many reasons why I am. And, you know... But I don't it, drink Bloody Mary. Okay. And I don't, don't. drink blood. Well, that's, that's okay. That's, that's good. That's and I don't like, drink blood. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, uh, you mentioned it earlier, but you talked about Katrina. Now, Katrina had a huge effect on New Orleans. Did it, did it affect the spirit world at all? Big time. It, it did. took it away. We were an empty ghost town shell of a place for several years. It took a very long time for things to make their way back. Mm -hmm. I have always teached and preached that the spirit world that's around us is your protector, that you must treat them well. It's the people that built the city you live in. It's the family that built the family that made you alive. You know, that you have to respect that. And it was never realized to me more than the fact when they were gone after Katrina. And we were just left totally vulnerable. They, they guarded the town, and they were gone from their post. It's kind of like they were sucked away is one visual I got, but another answer is many of them left with the families who had left for years. But that just left it open for the dark side to have a free reign, and really? it was not a pretty time. It was not a pretty time at all. But it took almost three years for us to feel normal again with spirit energy. One of my favorite stories, and I think it got cut out of the book, and so much got cut out of the book, there was just too <laughs> much to put in there. Um, you know, I had a whole whole book of just the Katrina thing, which I might publish separately after this. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. But I, I had friends in town that didn't necessarily believe in spirits, you know, and whatnot, and I, I'm not here to change anybody's view. Right. But there was, this one woman was a scientist, and I saw her six months, let's say, after Katrina in a bar. And she came up to me, and I, I knew her beliefs, you know. She came up to me, and she's like, she goes, where'd they all go? And I said, who? And, and she said, the ghost. And I said, but I thought you didn't believe in ghosts. She said, well, I don't, but I know when they're gone. Really? That's interesting. I just thought that was such an interesting thing to it ponder is. about. Well, it I don't is. really believe in them, but I know when they're not there. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you know. I know people like that. I don't believe in no ghosts, but I know what I saw. And, you know, it's like, 
you, you can't start a sentence like that. It makes no sense. You know, you, you know what you saw, you had the experience, but you still won't agree that, you know, confess that you believe. I think that the energy of New Orleans was so constant that ghosts were here in part of everything so often that it wasn't until they were stripped away and we were naked that people were aware what we had here. Mm-hmm. People that are extremely conservative, extremely conservative, don't believe in anything when they come here, they'll say, I don't know what it is about this town. There's something here. You know, I so, feel like listen. I've been here. The energies are different, you know? Mm-hmm. So do you think the spirits had anything about to do with the Saints winning the Super Bowl that, right after <laughs> Katrina? Well, that and everybody else here, too. They might as well. Uh, we were all praying up a storm. That was the only time, and that was the very first time, that there was a glimmer of energy in New Orleans since mm-hmm. Katrina. You, you know, you could feel it in waves rolling through the city. And they were very aware. We've got this little statue downtown in the middle of the French Quarter in the back of the church. They have a Jesus there with his arms wide open. Oh, yeah. They have two lights at his feet, and it puts this big, huge shadow in the back of the church. Mm-hmm. Well, it used to be scary to, us, scary to us long ago, but now everybody just calls it Touchdown Jesus. So uh, <laughs> the night that the Saints won the Superdome, Super Bowl. I knew that it would be chaotic to try to drive in the quarter, but I did it anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I drove actually through the cemeteries, and I told every all the dead that we had won because I knew they wouldn't believe it. And then I went down to the French Quarter. Bumper to bumper traffic, I was going up to the area where Touchdown Jesus was, and I pulled over, and I threw an offering in, and I looked up at the statue, and I said, okay, what do you have to say about a Touchdown Jesus? I took a picture and I got an oval orb in the shape of a football right in the hand of the shadow where he would have caught it. Really? So I say that they were all, yeah, very aware. And every time I say that, I get cold spots because all my house spirits agree with that, that, yes, the spirits were definitely on our side to make that, uh, make that happen. Well, anyways, that's the break, so we've got to take a break. So you're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation, and our special guest is Bloody Mary. We'll be right back after the following messages right here on Tojanet, Pararex, and beyond. Harry Price, I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. 
Hi, I'm Ron Kolick from the New England Ghost Project. And I'm Gail Lax from Winslow Studio Yoga and Healing. And we'd like to invite you to a very special event that we're running March 18th through the 20th. At the historic Daniel Inn in Brunswick, Maine. This is a weekend retreat, Gail, right? It is. It's going to be fantastic. And it's going to be all about ghost hunting. And connecting with spirit. Ooh, that sounds fun. And we're going to try new things that have never been done before. And we'll be investigating one of the most historic houses in Brunswick. And your weekend will include some great workshops and energy, all of our paranormal investigations, some wonderful food, and a group mediumship reading as well. And a red light seance too, right? Yes. And you never know who will come through in a red light seance. You never know. And uh, if people were interested in getting tickets for this, how could they do that, Gail? Oh, they can go to our website at www.winsoulstudio.com and go to our events page, and you can put your deposit down and reserve your space for this amazing retreat. So don't delay on this rare opportunity to spend a weekend with Gail and me as we go in search Search of spirit. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And we are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on Tojinet, Pararex, and beyond. I am Rod Kolick, and our special guest tonight is Bloody Mary, the ghost queen of New Orleans, or something like that. Anyways, what is... <laughs> I am the voodoo queen of New Orleans. You know, I, I was going to call you the voodoo queen. This is a tradition. It's called voodoo queen here. I'm also a mambo and Haitian voodoo. You can okay. call me a ghost queen if you want. I've never been called that one. <laughs> you know, I, I just didn't know it would be kind of like sacrilegious because, you know, Marie Laveau was the voodoo queen of New Orleans. So I, you know, there I was There are many queens very... before Marie Laveau and there are many queens after Marie Laveau. Ah, there Once you go. you are okay. the queen, you are the queens, it's plural, you carry uh-huh. the lineage forward just as she did for the ones that she learned from. So uh-huh. it is a title. It is a Excellent. title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so okay. Voodoo Queen, yeah. All right. Play Mary, the Voodoo Queen of New Orleans. Also the Ghost Queen, too. So there you go. <laughs> so, I say uh, I'm the spirit guide, uh, you know, all right. for the psychopomp. So if somebody wanted to find out more about you, for instance, your websites and whatever else, uh, even the location of your, uh, your tour uh, business, where, where could they uh, find that information? Well, uh, direct on my site, which I'm going to be starting a brand new blog by the March 1st and a new vlog, a YouTube show, too, which you'll all be able to get through the new site, which is oh, cool. really this fantastic, huge, and killing me to finish site, and my new show, which is mm-hmm. like a variety show, variety voodoo show. You will have that on com. That's plural, plural. 
The show is called The Bloody Mary Show, Enter the Spirit Realm on YouTube, and I'm Bloody Mary New Orleans on YouTube. So you'll find all that out. I'm going to have my book signing next week, and you can get my books from me. I think you're up in up in Salem area. Is that where you are? Close enough. Close enough, because I know that Hex up there has my book. And oh, there you go. Some of the Barnes and Noble, so you can check yeah. that. Uh, but you can also get it online. And yeah, I want you to definitely become part of my blog and my vlog. I, you know, I'm looking forward to this new show. I've done so many TV shows, and I've tried to write in my book a lot of the stuff that you can't really get the details on on the TV shows because they reduce everything to sound bite. Oh yeah. And every TV show that I've been on, which has been hundreds, they've always cut everything back, and all the TV series that I've been offered and that we started to do, they always wanted to pigeonhole it into the way they thought it would be. Well, I'm doing my own show, my own producing, and it's going to have it all in there. So definitely do. That sounds fun. It really does. But read the book. The book is really good. Some say the book itself is haunted. Many people have had experiences just while reading it. You know, you know what's interesting is as you say that, I can see it, it's levitating off my desk right now. Well, that I haven't heard it did that yet. We'll add that to the... Uh, Add that to its powers. Yeah. But, uh, oh, wait a minute. No, it's just like little... talking about some of the spirits through the sacred wording. Like when I do the storytelling on the tour, sometimes that will have the spirits come forward as you're talking about them, and it translated into the book as well. So if you're sensitive, or they have, they they might reach out. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And we, we've had that uh, happen before on other things when we've had conversations with uh, people on our show. Uh, people have had results to the, to the speakers, believe it or not, if that makes any oh, yeah, sense Oh, yeah, no, I absolutely, I absolutely believe it. The weird things that happen through TV shows about spirits that they came through. It's like, well, that's interesting. While you're sitting there, you know, just not even trying, you know. Mm-hmm. The spirits can make their way around however they want. Uh, they use different conduits. And the written word was around... Uh, almost, you know, longer than anything electronic. You know, everybody today on ghost hunting only wants to just depend so much on electronics. I like to bring the humanness back in a ghost hunting and use your own personal psychic abilities and and connections in order to dance with the dead. Right. I like that word. But uh, I actually have a question there, and this is regard. I mean, you talked about TV shows, and, and so many TV shows, like going to the dark side like like you know they're done with the ghosts they just you know everybody's a demon now or running around right. it's yeah. yeah so i mean what's your thoughts on that well not to you know give any less credit to our demon brethren out there because they right. do exist but you certainly don't want to focus on it or be scared of it mm-hmm. i think by always dealing with the dark and not showing the positive parts of spirits is doing a disservice to them they need to you know, you, need, you can't walk around in fear. You know, right. demons and monsters and stuff like that. They exist in the flesh, too, by the way. You know, they're, they're everywhere that we work with and walk down the street. But, you know, be aware. Do not dwell upon it. And try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, just like you do in the physical plane that you want to connect. Uh, I think that only dealing with the dark is a disservice. But I have done, long before the ghost adventures and the ghost hunters and all those modern people. I have done hundreds of documentaries and people have come to me for TV shows and you know, if I have a really good story and a really good location, oh, it's not scary enough. Oh, it's not dark enough. You know? 
because they, they don't think they're going to have an audience. But I think that ghost hunting has gotten such a huge fan base now that people are hopefully ready and just as interested in, in seeing evidence of good spirits as they are of the dark. I, I, it, it makes me mad. Yeah. What do you me think? too. I mean, it just it's just like, you know, they just want to push the button a little bit more. Uh, you know, there are, there are so many spirits that are out there that, you know, they're just, you know, children's spirits, for instance. There's, there's a lot of children's spirits. I've got a lot spirits. of our children's spirits in my yeah. book. Three very intense case studies for, like, years of dealing with the same spirits and things. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and half the ones that feel really scary are kids. They're putting mm -hmm. up a block. They want to be left alone. They might be scared of you. So they put up this wall of fear and, oh, it's evil. It's demon because it did this. You know, I think that uh, it, it makes me crazy. And I don't think it makes the spirits a little angry, too. And it's giving them some bad ideas. They're learning bad habits from us. Oh, yeah. Okay. They want, they think we do this. Well, then let's do it. Yeah. They're teaching I, them. I agree with you. I actually agree with you on that. Uh, uh, I found that out in, in a couple of cases that I worked on, that they basically were what you wanted them to, to be. And plus, if you're acting all afraid and running, or if you're provoking too much, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to... If I come provoke anyone too much in this world, the nicest of people, if I just keep pushing them and pushing them and pushing them, they're going to react, you know? That doesn't mm -hmm. mean they're evil. That means they're sick of you pushing them. And, and one of the things that, that always bothered me, and, and I'd love to get your take on it, I mean, if you've got a place, like, for instance, Eastern State Penitentiary, it's, it's got a reputation, and it's turned into a, a paranormal tourist trap. And right. people go there night after night asking the same stupid questions. Anyone there? Is that, you know, can you do this? Can yeah. you do this? I mean, how does that affect the spirits? Or, or does it even? Or, or is it like sure, they all they're have... Sure, they're bored. I, I don't like to do that. The same little question, the same little... I get annoyed by too much white noise in the box. I mean, as I said, I literally... We, we bring them food. We play cards. We drum for them. We might dance. We, we, we loosen up. I mean, mm -hmm. what would you... Would you like the same people coming over to your house every day saying the same thing? Would you keep inviting that into your dinner conversation? Exactly. Or would you just leave and go out for the night? Or would you just say, these guys are jerks, I'm going to kick them in the ass, I'm sick of this. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, they get bored with the stuff, I'm sure. I, you, you try not to overdo it or annoy them. You ask them what they might like. And just like any relationship you have, you mix it up on what you do nightly. Right. I mean, I know when I do like my red light seances, we have a group that gets together to do those and another, you know, table tip and stuff like that. I mean, we always keep it light. We always, you know, you, you have conversation, you'll have uh, laughter. And, and to me, that yes. makes the, the spirit more welcome to participate. Oh, absolutely. To have a conversation. I remember I was doing, there was, uh, I did a bachelorette um, ghost hunt. Oh, that's a, new. <laughs> no, no, not for me. I do tons of them. Bachelor oh, yes, goes yes, so much. in a bordello. Okay. Oh, oh that's awesome. <laughs> and um, it was one of the locations that I gave to the Ghost Adventures when they came to town to do the Ghost Adventures show that my house was in. It was uh, we go on our tours? It was the uh, Bay Bailey's. And anyway, see, they had the room that was the main prostitute room. Well, since that place had been on this show it was starting to get popularity within a bunch of ghost hunters. 
who had rented it out for the weekend, and they had like six different groups that were obviously badgering the poor goat all weekend, and they said they didn't get any any response or anything like that. It's because they were badgering them, you know, with only just equipment. Well, anyway, we went up there, and we are going to ask a few questions. We had been many other places that night, and it wasn't until we stopped to start talking about girl chat and, you know, sex stuff and whatever yeah. you're going to talk about at a bachelorette party yeah, what else, that, right? the ghosts, that the ghosts start chiming in. When we start having the regular silly joking, you know, goat talk, then right. the prostitutes came up and like we were talking about this and that and all of a sudden we were getting hysterical words, but the words that would have been appropriate for the day of the 19th and early 20th century, things like lambskin, hey, that's what they made condoms out of, right? Back then. Oh, jeez. <laughs> We, 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 those, those were our EVP. We were getting words that were appropriate from them, and it was just pretty funny. They were obviously joining in. But, yeah, you're right. You've got to lighten up. Mm-hmm. And I said, my ad, put the humanness back in the situation, not just put them under, uh, you know, under telescope. Right. Now, people yeah, are not I- evidence. So uh, I got to ask you this. I mean, we have so many shows that are on right now dealing with uh, uh, zombies, of course, The Walking Dead, the most famous. Is that part of voodoo religion or is that not uh, anything to do with that show? No, the word no, not zombie that show. is a Congo word, which translates to mean ancestral God that was in the form of a, a snake here. Spirit-wise, long time ago, but the chemical zombie on TV mm-hmm. is not really part of the religion. Uh, part of African rites of pa- not rites of passage, African execution rites for criminals in an area might have included some of the poisons determined guilt or innocence of a crime that were misused by other people to try to turn them into you know, more docile, servant-like beings. But that's not even, that was never anything that you did to anyone. It was like a small part of a execution rite in ancient Africa. So it, it's not even talked about. So, no, you don't get zombie, you know, medicine as part of your initiation rites in voodoo. That's all just, Hollywood. I was interested about stuff. that because you heard about zombies. I remember even watching uh, Kojak the Night Stalker back in the day, and, and you know, they had the zombies. Well, that was, and, yeah, that, and, that and you had to put with, salt in their mouth and, and sew their lips closed. That's true, yeah. Salt works for almost all demons and negative spirits, but salt for them works because it would bring back the fact that they were dead and salt is for the living. But uh, as far as sewing the mouth shut, that was so that the Bukur, or the black magician, would not steal the soul because you steal the soul through the breath. So peasants had a tendency in Haiti, not here, uh, mm-hmm. to sew the mouth shut of the deceased if they were afraid that a Bukur or a dark magician was after them. But they would be considered the offset, not, not part of the true voodoo culture, but the dark side, the secret society side that you don't deal with. That's the Bukur, they say. Okay. So, you know, it, there's complications in that. But as far as making a zombie, that wasn't part of the religion. But some of the poisons that they say that were used were also some of the same poisons that were used in execution rites long ago. So, okay. you know, there's the astral zombie. There's two souls, the little good angel and the big good angel, and capturing of one of the souls after death to use them in spirit form was the true zombie, was an astral zombie, as opposed to the chemical zombie that's evolved from Hollywood. Ah, 
So, I, 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 you know, we talked that you've been talking about voodoo all this time. And how did you get involved in voodoo? I'm, I'm sure you were, must have been raised Catholic. I, I'm just guessing. Yes. My mother was a nun before she married my dad. Um, yes, very Catholic. But New Orleans always had its own voodoo here through many generations. And it's very much a part of the culture ingrained in and some of our food and our music in our culture, in our spells, in the traditions that people just do. And my family's been here since 1718. Oh, wow. So I had a lot of family traditions passed down that many people just look at as New Orleans traditions, were, but they were voodoo. And being that I was always psychic and saw spirits, and when I had to find answers, a lot of the answers I looked left and right ended up bringing back to voodoo. So it was a cultural aspect that I was born, you know, in New Orleans, and New Orleans voodoo was around me. And to find answers to some of the things that were happening to me naturally, like seeing spirits and conversing with spirits from a very young age, had me go out and research and then just kind of fell into it. It's a religion that the word actually voodoo means spirit, you know. Mm-hmm. It is a word that's a, it's a religion that's ancestral reverent, where the spirits still communicate with you presently. And it's a dance religion and a musical religion. And, you know, it's not about the spells. You know, it, it, it's about the spirits and the connection and the earth and the waters. I'm very much into the nature spirits and um, the spirits of the river and the water. So, I mean, that's kind of interesting because you're in New Orleans, and of course, and Katrina came in, and, and you had the huge floods and everything else. And uh, even graveyards were flooded. Uh, so, I mean. Not really. Oh, they were? Graveyards did. A, no. They did a thousand times better than the cities of living. They okay. didn't get any problems, anything. Yeah, I know that's a misnomer, but I checked every single one, and I came back early when I wasn't supposed to. And <sighs> the one. One of them got a few, in, few maybe a, like 10 inches, but that happens on a normal rainy day here. So, no, the cities of the dead did damn good. Oh, that's excellent. The rest of us okay, because yeah. I was curious if that would affect uh, the spirit as well if, the, when you have flood water like that, especially, I mean, we're talking. Well, I'm sure it wasn't pretty water, you know. It was nasty, toxic yeah. crap. It affected everything. It killed everything. I'm sure they got a little of the water that spread out that way, but they weren't flooded. Um, they were affected more of the energy of the area, the people leaving and the, the spirits leaving. You know, they were saddened and they were abandoned. And, you know, no, but it, they were affected emotionally, let's say, but not as much physically. Okay. Everybody the, was. Salt water, of course. I mean, sea salt has always been... Killed some of... We have the largest oak forest in the world here in New Orleans in our city park. Oh, I never knew uh, that. Yeah, it's a 1,500-acre, twice as big as Central Park. Okay. Um, I deal with the spirits and the trees. Now, that, that they were quite affected. And the trees themselves, we lost over a 1,000 of the oaks, some of them 500 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, the grandfather oaks and more out there. So the, it is the poisoned water that some of them got a little wind damage, but it, some of them were still dying a year later, slowly, you know, falling apart. So that was very sad. Yeah. The so, brackish water did not do any good to our... And you're too with the trees and so forth, right? Yeah, the swamp magic that's here, which is the underbelly of it all, which is, so, of course, connected again with the river. I, I've got to ask you this question then, because I have a good friend, Roxy Zwicker, runs New England Curiosity. She did, she's, uh, does uh, tours, she does cemetery tours up here in the uh, Portsmouth area, and... She was doing a tour, and she has a, a spirit that she always speaks to at the cemetery called Elizabeth. Well, while they were on this tour, 
a woman uh, was standing in this tree. This leaf kept flapping in front of her face. So she picked mm -hmm. the leaf from the tree. And when you look at the leaf and the, the light, it says help on it. It's right in the leaf, which is not like etched cool. in or anything. Mm -hmm. What What is your thoughts when I tell you that? What What is your thoughts? It, you know, and, and they're not sure what they should do. So, you know. Oh, I, I know what to do. Okay. I know what to do. Um, they used to plant trees in cemeteries to help the spirits go where they had to go. It was mm -hmm. a concept from root to sun. It aided on their journey. So putting food at the base of the tree and praying helps the spirits on their way. Craft oh. souls were sometimes thought to form knots in trees. So many didn't make it all the way through. So to go to the oldest tree or that particular tree, since it was flapping in there, right. um, you know, go to the tree, pray at the tree, hold the tree, have some everybody on the tour, and I do this on my tours, go to a tree and, pray, you know, touch it and send a prayer through it to help anyone on the way that needs their help and to leave a little bit of sweets or something down at the bottom and that would help that helps a little bit a little bit of what mary out. i'm sorry what leave a little bit what of what i'm sorry i didn't hear you a little bit of food a little bit of rum you know some kind of offering of food at the root at the bottom of the tree oh okay give a gift of food they need the energy that helps push the energy through so from the roots it was thought up through the tree and out into the upper dimensions. It is also the way that I see spirits return through the trees coming back from top to bottom. So clear the energy of the trees, feed the tree with prayer or song or however you, whatever you believe in, you know, and that will help the flow. And they will ah. not be stuck. Excellent. I mean, because she got this and she wasn't really, she did not quite understand what she was supposed to do with this. So she, she's been asking everyone and yeah, you know, so that what their tree, thoughts were. You know, that tree was reaching out to let someone know, to let someone know, to let someone know, to find me <laughs> through, through the chain of events. There that you go. will be able to awaken the spirit energy of that tree by feeding it and let it do its job by helping push through with prayer. Well, thank you so much for that. So you you've you helped. Quite uh, awesome. You've helped I hope a lot. I to meet the tree one day. There you <laughs> go. I mean, yeah, well, that's that's pretty interesting because I had never seen that that the leaf actually had the word help in it, and it wasn't like it was etched in because you could see like the veins were right through the the letters and stuff and everything. It was it was pretty interesting. Well, you know, man man is supposed to have learned alphabet through nature, through the spider web and the alphabet that the spiders would weave and through nature's veins and leaves. So this is ancient, old-school stuff. So absolutely, you're learning from the way that you're supposed to. And by paying attention, nature and the spirits still speak if you stop and listen and look everywhere. So she got the answer she needed. The tree needs help. The spirits need the help, and they need the tree. So guess what? Uh, Roxy is listening in, and she just went into the chat room, and she says, I'm listening. We do a prayer every time, uh, every tour. Nice suggestion on the offering, though. So that's that's uh, that's uh, you know, it's pretty good. Do You've a prayer up. at the tree while you're bringing while you're giving the offering at the base of the tree. Yeah, food, or something biodegradable. You know, something that won't leave a mess. Something that won't harm. Something from the heart. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's good. That's you're right. You know, isn't that funny how you know. You know, Roxy has this thing she tells me, and end up by after a while, I end up talking to you, and and the circle's complete. 
Yeah, she can use a visualization of when the food goes down, of it whooshing through the tree and pushing the spirits up, you know. Visualizations will help. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much for that, anyway. And I hope so, you saved that leaf, too. Oh, she has saved yeah. the leaf. So she has, she has the leaf, so she's definitely cool. keeping that. Uh, that. Yeah. Okay, so I know we're running out of time. By the way, I'm having a great big book release party. If anyone's in New Orleans for Mardi Gras, the day okay. after Mardi Gras is Ash Wednesday. Oh, yeah. And I'm having a big free paranormal party at Lafitte Blacksmith Shop Bar starting at 630. With book signings, previews of my new show, prizes, giveaway, food. Everyone, anyone is invited. Damn. And it will I wish I was down there. The, yeah, it's the next day. Nothing's going on, so I hope to be the big party. And then we are going to literally go through the streets and go to some of the houses I wrote about in the book and dance with dead. That is excellent. Uh, that sounds, like I said, I wish I was down there. Anna and I would be all over that for sure. Uh, so anything else you'd like to add? As I mentioned, we're just about running out of time. Uh, read the book, read the book, read the book, yes. Uh, let me know how which you like is, it. Which is? Which is Bloody Mary's Guide to Hauntings, Horrors, and Dancing with the Dead. And it's got a fabulous cemetery on the cover with an angel. angel. And, uh, yeah, the, and it's all kind of like in blue. Yeah. Now, the blue, is, the that, is that a particular reason for blue? Just curious. It was not really my choice. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the say in the cover. Mm-hmm. However, I do like blue, and I have a lot of blue pictures. I would have added a little red with that blue, you know, for my spirit colors, red and blue. But it just kind of ended up that way. And it also ended up... Oops, hello? Did we get a key? What was that? Someone is calling. Everything just went weird? No, did I lose you? I don't know if you can still hear me, but I'll continue to talk. It is, um, yeah, I like, oh, we lost Ron. Is that what it is? I'm back. Okay. (laughs) I thought we were getting like weird EVP stuff. I wasn't quite sure. That that was weird. Anyways, that doorbell means pizza from the dead is here, which means we've got to wrap it up. So, uh, (laughs) any, any last things, your website, give it out one more time. Bloody Mary's com. That's plural, plural. Bloody Mary Nola for Instagram and Twitter and all that jazz. They get me there too. There you go. And uh, if you see my friend Christian down there, tell him uh, love to see him. I haven't seen him for a long time. I was just speaking to him moments before you um, called. He'll be at my party. Oh, excellent! Author of the book, so yes, he will. And I will tell him you said hello. Oh, definitely. Yep. All right, so, Mary, thank you so much for being on the show. No problem. I was very happy to do so. And I really want to hear the one that we did years ago. Oh, I will. I'll take that up. I, 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 it's early to 2000, the early 2000. Resurrected. I will. All right, oh. darling, nice to meet you. Come to New Orleans, and may the spirits be with you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was pretty good, and that was Bloody Mary, the voodoo queen of New Orleans, and also the ghost queen of uh, New Orleans. So there you go. Her new book, Bloody Mary's Guide to Haunting Horrors and Dancing with the Dead. You can get it on Amazon, I'm sure, and many other good places. So if you get out, check out her tour. She's got like 100 tours on history, on ghosts, on voodoo, and 
all that really cool stuff. So anyways, this is Tunes, and I got to go check out my website, nighostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, and we'll see you next week. Good night, and God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.